Like, right. The first listen, I was like, I strike. But then it's the more you listen to it, like, I just want to go. So I like it. And the other stuff, of course. What you think, Keisha? Um, I like it. I just feel like Drake could have did better. I was talking to a friend on Facebook and I, he actually made a, a good point of view about uh, Drake and the pressure to be great because of, you know, how everybody puts that narrative on him. Yeah. And I think he kind of let that mess with him with this album because it's a lot of repetitive themes and things that I felt like I've heard from Drake before. Oh, so for yeah, me, definitely. I felt like I was, I, I think I came into it expecting too much, probably. It's still a solid piece of work, but yeah. See, I, I mean, think, I think I expected a little bit better. Better than Scorpion, but probably. Oh, I hated, I hated Scorpion. I thought Scorpion was whack. Yeah, I did. Scorpion was not great. Drake is basically, he's the LeBron James of rap now. So everything he does is going to be scrutinized. And because yeah. he's been so great in the past, he's only compared to himself. Like when uh, Drake, I mean, uh, LeBron said one time, y'all got me out here chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan and stuff. He's like, look, there's there's nothing I can do. There's going to be nothing he can do for a lot of people. So just like there's, like for me, I love Drake and I never make the comparisons, but there's going to be nothing Drake can do to put him on the same line as Jay-Z. There's just. Ever. There's, there's nothing. Never. I don't even know. I don't know. Who's that basketball player that said something? That, that when we going to admit it? You, I follow the blog. So somebody had posted that and I was like, Oh, somebody, uh, hold on, hold on. A basketball player said, "When are we going to admit that Drake is better than Jay Z?" Um, yeah, that the little rock dude that plays it for uh, Atlanta. Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. He said it. Yeah, that's, that's them young he, niggas. He came though. back and he had to double back and backpedal all that one because the <laughs> he was obviously <laughs> tripping. At the what is you going through? You, you are gotta, you okay? Are, are you fighting COVID? Are you all right? Are you, <laughs> the real hey, I heard yeah. that clouds your memory and stuff. He like, is in I, Atlanta. He is in I, Atlanta, so. Yeah, COVID symptoms, uh, tweeting shit like, yeah. <laughs> what? No. But I, from working with college kids for so long now, uh, it's, they just different. And and the people, they're like, well, in your generation, y'all was probably saying the same thing. I said, no, nah, I can't really say that because the older, like our older cousins and everything, they had us listening to the old school music, though. Mm-hmm. We was listening to everything we grew up listening to and listening to the 70s and 80s music and all of that as well. But the youngins now, they have so much access to all the music, but they still don't listen to any of it. One of my students, her name is Jenny, and I always call her Jenny from the block. And she thought that I just like she thought I just made that up, was calling her that. And I was like, no, it's Jennifer Lopez. She said, What do you mean, Jennifer Lopez? I said, Jennifer Lopez used to do a lot of music. They only hip hop music. <laughs> right. Can you hear us, Lakita? I can't hear you. You can went you out. Me? I don't know. I can hear him. Uh, okay. that was you. That was you, Lakita. You suck. Um, ah, shit. No, but, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, like. She didn't, so I pulled up, uh, I'm still, I'm just Jenny from the block. I put up the video and they was like, oh, so that's like the uh, song from, uh, uh, I'm Brenda or some artist, some little young chick got a song that she remade Jenny from the block. And it's like, I'm um, some, it's a Hispanic chick though, but it's like a white girl name. And it's, <laughs> she just remade it or whatever. And you can tell she was doing it like in honor of Jennifer Lopez, but it just shows you that they don't know anything like before 2003 or probably actually probably like before 2007, before the snap era. They don't know that hip hop existed before yeah. the snap era, pretty much. Like yeah, that's when it started. Oh, yeah. They don't even know like how dope Nelly was at one point. Very dope. 
I had Maybe. a Marine. It's this. It's, it's a generational gap. It's the same thing. But it because you said something very important because we was very much ingrained into like all of our parents' music as well. Yeah. These, these black kids were, but these kids like um you know I have young Marines in the office with me, so they're like you know twenty twenty one year olds, and um, I was talking to one girl I worked with last year. She didn't know who Lauren Hill was. That's don't know crazy. who he is. <laughs> That's... I'm like, but I was like, okay, so I reached Auntie level. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, yeah. We, <laughs> we are fully. We're, fully yes. we're, yeah. we're well, aunties and uncles at this point. Aunts okay. And uncles out here, straight up. Dang, my, that's crazy. One of my students a couple yeah. weeks ago came in office. Hey, Unc. I was like, oh, shit, that's me now? I saw I'm Unc now. <laughs> we embracing it, though. Right. It's just weird. I I keep telling them, man, I'm like, getting older is just so, it's weird. Like, it's just so different and no one can really explain to you how it's going to be or how to deal with it and stuff. Like, it's just so odd because some of my, I had three, uh, three or four of my students and one of them asked me, she said, like, what's one of the, what's some of the biggest differences that you feel like in music today and back then? And I said, I feel like when we was growing up, there was like real, like, they was, truly rock stars when we was growing up. And, and I said, the way Drake is now, at one point, Tupac was like that. He was that man at one point. And we had stars who was like, they was like true stars. But I think it's because like social media has kind of, it's taken the mystique away. Like we didn't know much about the celebrities. Like now we can know everything that's going on with them all the time. And pretty much what, only a few like Jay-Z and Beyonce were, we don't really be knowing what's going on unless they want us to know what's going on. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm, I'll yeah. tell you what I'm doing. Don't let nobody... I'll, I'll let you niggas know. You'll find out when I'm ready to let you <laughs> know. I'm only know. giving you this much, right? Right, right. If you're going to get something from Beyonce. That is Beyonce Snapchat. We That is like the biggest mystery of social media. <laughs> nobody knows. She be using the filters. Yeah, but nobody knows. <laughs> like, nobody knows the Snapchat, but she'll just pop up on Instagram with the filter. Like, no, sis, we all got that filter. You on Snapchat? Nobody said anything. <laughs> like you can follow, you could follow like a whole bunch of celebrities. Not Beyonce. Yeah, you couldn't follow. Her. You couldn't even find her. Like, yeah. I want more celebrities to be like Beyonce. I want them mm-hmm. to stop talking to us because we are not friends. I am, <laughs> <laughs> I am a consumer. Give me yeah. your content and get out of my face. All right? right, I don't care about your thoughts and views on world politics. <laughs> You're right, though. You are right. Stop talking to me. I don't care, okay? Please stop talking to us. Please don't take that message over the Nicki Minaj, like, stab. She needs that that message right away. talking to So, what what is, so, I haven't, so, if you know, I haven't been on Twitter for my, so, my Twitter account got suspended months ago. And, uh, because I was, uh, I was posting I was posting dick pic. No, I'm just playing. They said that um I was violating some copyright laws because you know I would just post like music videos, but this was the jam. I'm like, nigga, everybody does this shit. Why I get suspended? Right. So, <laughs> so that this was back in like June when this happened, and they suspended it. And I was like, Well, let me appeal it or whatever. And I tried like twice, and they just like, We'll get back to you shortly. And I didn't know that a lot of people said, oh, no, this can take months when your account gets suspended for you to get it back. And so then I just said, fuck it. I will say life is like good without it, though. Like it's not so much negativity or whatever. 
I realized after a while the only thing I was getting on Twitter for was OnlyFans and just seeing the the uh the blowjob the Twitter porn off in the bookmarks. I was just looking at the Twitter porn. I was just looking at it for music, news, and Twitter porn and pictures of food. That's all I was really getting on there for. So I missed the uh pictures of food. And now I know I don't know what's going on ever anymore because I don't watch TV or whatnot. So I would get a lot of the news from there because I'm following all the news accounts and all that. So I've been seeing people just like seeing Nicki Minaj because so you know I can still get on Twitter, but I don't have any followers. I can't find anybody I followed, anything like that. It's just like the only thing I can see is when you go on the search page, all the trending topics. That's the only thing I see. So I've been seeing, I say all that to say, I've been seeing Nicki Minaj is like trending and it's something about her like spreading misinformation or something. <laughs> yeah, she basically, um, I'm not following Nicki, let, let me put my whole disclaimer out. I am not a barb. I've never been a barb. I'm never going to be a barb. Um, as far as Nicki, she cool. I'm, I, that's all I can give her. She straight. You know what I'm saying? She got her bob. She got her Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you move forward, since we're talking about this before I forget, I'll remember to come back to that. But where would you put Nikki on the all-time female rappers list? I'll let you answer first and then Keith. Um how many? <laughs> like over the past year, we've accumulated like 15 new over if no, from, from our era, from our from our Just generation first. from 1990, from 1990 till now. She's where would you would she be in your top 10 top 15 top five where she's probably like number 11 like she just missed the top 10 like hold on wait a minute can you name off the top of your head 10 female rappers you're picking before her um eve missy kim rhapsody foxy remy foxy um rodiga Dang, you even said Rod Digger over her day. Rod was nice. Rod but was yeah, fine. but I just went expecting you to say Queen. Hold up. She's obscure, so, but she's nice. I am tripping. Fuck all that. Queen Latifah. Like, I was waiting. I was, was, was going to help that. you, but I was MC waiting. Like, it, it was coming. It was like, hold on. That's more important. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. But now, Queen Latifah, MC Light, that was like one, one, two. Missy, three. Like that kind of. That's why I said Nikki kind of followed. She. Barely made it. Now but that you, just, you name all those, naming all those, then I'm like, okay, because I was gonna say about seven or eight, something like that. But I could totally understand if someone puts her uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, mid, all mid of top that. 10. She can go mid top ten. It just yeah. it really depends on the day. Like for right now, to the, like the the weather app today's temperature is telling her she did not make it to the top ten. Like she's eleven because. You you still there's a lot to account for, but in this situation, Nikki just um is just as stupid as we thought she was. <laughs> it's one of those things where you like, oh, wow, so it's like you 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 really don't you just don't do it, huh? You're committed to the wow, that that's nuts. So something about she's not it was about the Met Gala and the the vaccine oh I, so I, I see a tweet yeah about her all the testicles because his friends swollen nuts and impotence came <laughs> from the vaccine and basically what happened is that when literally that one tweet she should have just it never should have left the it was the, that one just that one because she just was like one. 
fun. She was like, I said other things, but I'm thinking to myself, but bitch, this one's the most comical because you said swollen nuts <laughs> and impotence from a shot. And so, right. of course, that was like, it opened the floodgates for everything. Everybody was like, girl, my titties got big. My areolas got big. My booty got fat. My di- like, everybody just kept, like, you know, making the joke go on because you sound nuts because you use, like, three people between you. Like, your cousins, friends. You know that, yeah, like, my homegirl's brother's sister's teacher. Nigga, who is that? Like, that's too many. Now, this people. is when I miss Twitter. This is these type yes. of moments when I miss it Twitter. Was, it was a mess. And it, this was all going on at when people, when all the celebrities started hitting the red carpet for the Met Gala, right? Oh, because that so was just last people, weekend, right? Yeah. It was, like, two days ago. Oh, okay. So, so you know I'll be following that shit because I care. I but... know, I know. <laughs> So all the celebrities are hitting the red carpet. And of course, people are like wondering, okay, where's Cardi? Cardi just had a baby. Okay, Beyonce ain't showing up because she's doing shit with Jay-Z and shit. She I, got I'm her. 40. Uh, yeah, I ain't doing it. I'm 40. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, where's Kim? All this. And so people start asking where Nicki Minaj is. And so she gets on Twitter. Mind you, she has a whole case going on with her husband who's a, a predator. Oh, yeah, yeah that is it's true. Distraction. Instruction. So Stay she started well, talking about the you know, put the cookie on. What you got to <laughs> Stay woke, on? my brothers. Stay woke, my brothers and sisters. She's trying but to distract us. Everything else she said was valid because it's like, okay, if you want to get the COVID vaccine, please do your research before you get it. I'm just waiting. I have more research to do. That one tweet that's like, oh, well, my cousin in Trinidad got a friend. <laughs> Who was about to get married, but he his balls got swollen, and now they got not married no more. She caught the hope. So now everybody's on the island, like because everybody knows it's a, it's an island. Anyway, hey, so now the medical <laughs> dude released a statement. It was like we ain't had no cases. Nobody <laughs> said anything about having swollen balls, baby. See, if I'm her, if I'm her cousin's man or whatever, I'm pissed. If I'm old, everybody's like. Are they talking right. about you, Will? Your, your, your balls okay, dude? Why am I keep asking me about my nuts? What's going on? Like, I'm pissed too. off. If I'm him, that's fucking... See, she's literally just she a regular person. She's a regular person where you talking to your homeboy. Hey, man, you know, I got a friend that they, they dick fell off after they got the COVID shot. Word? I'm talking and about you, right out their shorts. I'm talking like, about... Was, in the middle of sex, actually, his dick fell off into a woman's hurt. And she had to go to the hospital to get the dick out of her vagina because it just fell off. And it's all because of the uh, vaccine, vaccine. Shot. Everything goes back to dangerous. She don't realize why people came for her. That, that, that language is too dangerous at your platform. You can't say shit. So everything yeah. she said could have been valid. But since your friend's balls was about to fall off, that's that's the thing that people are gonna cling to because it's a it's a reason for them not to get the vaccine. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm pro whatever you want to do. <laughs> right, do but, whatever the hell you want to do, but don't just quit believing all the silly shit, y'all. I think you gotta think. Come on now, he couldn't. Like, he can't get it up. He can't get it up, and his nuts is big. Like damn, bro. Like it's just messed right. up. Just damn, be- bro. She he did. She said another it too. Yeah, she said he was impotent and his balls got big. I'm like, so he got big ass nuts and his penis don't work. That's First it. First of all, as a man that has balls, <laughs> um, that's uncomfortable. That's got to be uncomfortable to walk around with some. Mm-hmm. Look, 
And it was another no, reason I, why I this like, why are you concerned with somebody's nuts? Like you don't even have nuts. So it's like that's not even a valid reason for you not to get see that's why I ain't fucking with it. Cause I don't How did that come nuts, into conversation right? over the phone with them? <laughs> You'll never get big nuts, Nick. You'll never happen. <laughs> right. Stay out of men's business. <laughs> see, right, that'd been a perfect time for something. Y'all to say that, hey, y'all need to stay out of men's business. So, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back around to like you said, I need my artist to shut the fuck Quit up. Talking to me. We are it not friends. <laughs> content. Give me your content and get on because that's all I want. Because the I've realized the more that the, the social media progresses, the more I hate my favorite celebrities. A lot of <laughs> rappers, like I used to like T.I. Now I despise that nigga <laughs> because he is ass as a person. Now, if he would have just kept doing, you know, quality music. I wouldn't have been the wiser how much of a dick he is. But since right. I know, I can't, you know, enjoy anything moving forward. Kanye's one. Like, it's a it's a list of artists. Oh I'm gosh. like, oh, I'm just going to cut it right here. See, I'm, 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 I'm a person that I can normally, I can still listen to it and not think about the other stuff. But I will say, and Lakeitha knows this, biggest Kanye fan since he came out. I've loved Kanye since day one. And I was one of the last ones like, no, no, man, trying to defend him and all of that and stuff. And then I just, I got exhausted. I'm like, nigga, it ain't even like the music no more, nigga. God dang, like, my son, uh, Janae was like, the problem with Kanye is he only knows how to articulate his uh, and communicate his opinion and what he's thinking when he's doing it in music. He can't say it in just regular conversation. So everything he's going to try to say is misconstrued. And it's his fault. It's not like the other person's fault. He just doesn't know how to articulate that shit. So, nigga. Whenever you talk in public, put a beat behind it. Just put a beat behind it, nigga. No, these niggas need publicists again. Bring back our publicists. Bring Bring back back public relations. Bring back real A&Rs that do, that literally get your, get every artist media training uh so like at this point social media training like there's not like that's what the baby needs it's a lot of artists that's all they need is nick hell at this point nikki needed and that's fucked up because she's 38 years old 38 years old ma'am like how are you this old almost 40 and you you tweeting like this and then getting mad when people are calling you out and laughing at you but it's like this is all your fault. We wouldn't have known about none of this shit had you not tweeted. Like, where's your group chat? Where's your friends at? Y'all can talk about the big nuts in there. Like, yo, dog, I heard someone's... Uh, y'all can crack up about it. Like, when you put it out for us to consume, this is where you get nitpick, and this is where you're going to get, you know, what you're getting right now. You look stupid because you doubled down, tripled down, and now you got white nationalists backing you. And you're like, oh, now, now they say, oh, hell. Now it's, they- it's gotten out of control. Like, she's literally about to, one more step, and she'll be a female Kanye as far as that shit goes. Like, all she needs is a Trump backing her, and then she done went full-on Kanye like how'd you do that never never go full kanye never go full Kanye. this is why i love cardi because at least cardi reads the new yorker and reads it for you know comprehension and she understands how this shit works instead of being like let me just say some old stupid ass shit like cardi actually knows about these things speak about things that you know about she ain't said nothing about the vaccine but she talks about politics and policies and shit like that because that's her jam nikki that girl you just not like you not that you don't talk about anything else other than yourself on a good level. So just stick to that. Like just just stick to what you know. Don't don't try yeah, to get yeah. out here like everybody else and think you 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 know really spitting that shit and you sound stupid. Dumb. So part of it part of it is because 
we be acting like all our celebrities, we need you all to say something. You got to speak Stop up. Talking to me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, shut the fuck up and now, drop the album. Drop right the album. Now. I don't need it. Because like we've already said, like a lot of them don't know how to talk on a public forum without sounding like an asshole or a dumbass. The so average I, human, most of us on Twitter don't know how to talk and articulate our opinions. So just because you didn't sold six million records, yeah. That don't mean you can speak your opinion better than who shot John on Twitter or whatever. Like, shut the fuck. That's why my favorite rapper, he don't never saw, say nothing. He don't never be tweeting. Jay-Z, you go to his Twitter account. Nigga ain't tweeted since like 2009 or 2009. I think the last time he tweeted was when Magna Carta and Holy Girl came out probably. 2013. Or, or when he said, the only time he said, rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, right. MJ. That's what rest in peace, James Avery. That's the Ooh. only shit that nigga be tweeting. Don't talk to me. Give me give me your content and get on. Like, please, right. we have friends. We not. And the more y'all talk to me, the more I'm like, how do I get this good ass music from somebody as whack as you? Like, you suck. Like, you really, you really ass. But the you know, the music be music be good. All right. right. Bring back the mystique of celebrity. Yeah. Bring back to we we don't know what the fuck Denzel Washington got going on. I love those days, bro. They, they had to mysterious. read about the shit. Like they had to be interviewed in yes. order to find out what was going on, like what they like to yep. eat. Instead, now it's like every day I open up, you on Instagram live, and your kitchen looking out ashy and shit. So what y'all doing? Will you get to the fucking studio? <laughs> I should not know exactly what your kitchen look like. Every time you post a video, I'm like, oh, okay, she's in the backyard now. Like, I don't know if she. She got that red little uh, toy truck that's be sitting back here by the garage. I see that all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. no, we, we don't need to know, nigga. That's like Jay-Z said years ago. <laughs> Kanye said, Jay-Z told him, look, the bigger you are, the less you get away with saying. He said, yeah, if, yeah. You was, if you're a nobody, you can get on Twitter and tweet all kind of stupid shit. But the more Grammys you win, a nigga, the more records you selling, the bigger the tour is. You can't say nothing. That's yeah. why Beyonce, Beyonce, look, thank God Beyonce doesn't say nothing because she might say some shit and we like, damn. And she Beyonce <laughs> was like that. And the all that she's endured in the public, like she's been through like the most stupid rumors. People was criticizing her pregnancy. She really could come out here and say some shit, <laughs> and it would be probably valid because of the amount of pressure, pressure she's had on her come up. She's yeah. Beyonce, but she's endured all that shit that celebrities don't have to go through, like all those rumors and stuff. So she even said that in her last interview that uh what was it like a couple of months ago, she said she was like, I, I don't, I'm glad I don't basically saying I'm glad y'all don't know me, basically. Like that's why mm-hmm. I say basically I don't, that's why I don't say shit online because y'all don't want to know me in that way and I don't want to show y'all my like people, my fam basically she said my family, they know the real, they know how I'm rocking, how I'm coming and have my views on shit. But I don't want to share that with y'all. So that's right. yeah. Thank, Thank God. God. Just give me a, some music video. Yeah. Right. Because remember, <laughs> remember they was Jay-Z, they was like, he's a devil worshiper. He's part of the Illuminati. They not, she's not really pregnant. Blah blah blah. It's just mm-hmm. it, niggas, niggas be bored as hell. We niggas is not yeah. enjoying their life. Like, God dang, if y'all you know who the most bored people on the internet are? Who? Barbs. The barbs. Yeah. <laughs> the barbs. <laughs> even in that tweet that was even still riding with I'm like damn to the end like she sounds nuts right now you know you right sis she believes them and yeah. she empowers them and, and enables them like I can't say nothing on Twitter about Nicki Minaj like there's been like several occasions where so, some barbs ran up in my message if you just type her name they'll find yep, you and they say something find you. 
that's so crazy. Like, I miss the days when it wasn't about riding for your favorite artist no matter what. Like, no, like, as much as I love Jay-Z, if he drops an album that's trash, I'm like, damn, it's my dog, but this album's whack, bro. It's like with Pharrell last year, that shit was ass. I was so disappointed. What? Say it again? That song he had with Pharrell, was it? Uh, oh, yes. Or some shit. That shit was ass. I was like, uh, was it uh, Black Entrepreneurs or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... That was whack. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Whack and the flow. I don't know. It wasn't even memorable. Like, I don't even know what the fuck he was talking I don't talking. even know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, haven't, I haven't went back and listened to it. So, we were talking about Drake's album. What about, I haven't even listened to Kanye's album. I'm not going to lie. I haven't even listened to it. I'm not going to. I'm fine. Me either. I just, my I don't have the energy. Really? I heard it by way of my husband listening to it, but I don't, he was I don't even have the want to listen to it. I will say, I will say, so far this year, my favorite rap album is Isaiah Rashad. Like, his album is fire. So if y'all don't listen to him, y'all should check him out because I feel like y'all will like it. It's also got that, it's got, like, heavy, like, like that Southern hip-hop kind of we grew up listening to, like, Southern hip-hop, neo-soul vibes, like, 90s hip-hop with that still sounds like today which is really dope. Like he's a true artist and the album is fire. So, so far this year, the album fire. I will say last year, uh, Jada Kids dropped the album that was fire and Jeezy's album was fire as well too. So, and a lot of people don't like this dude, but Logic's album he came out with this year, No Pressure or something like that, it's just fire. Like he's rapping his ass off on there and people make fun of him because he always talks about being mixed, but they'll never make fun of these other niggas for always selling drugs and talking about holes <laughs> and shit, so I fuck with that. Like, Kanye's album, I don't have the energy to listen to it. I just, I feel like listening to it, I'm kind of exhausted, just just listening to this nigga now, and it's crazy. Like, this is the same nigga that came out with College Dropout, y'all. Like, like, you know, like what, what other rapper, what other rappers have a streak like that of just, like, consecutive like classic albums because like to for me college dropout late registration graduation and then what 808s all four of those are classics then after 808s wasn't that my beautiful uh that, that's a classic to me that's yeah, like, like my favorite kanye west kanye album. has five classics bro that nigga has five fucking classics what other rapper has a streak like that where consecutive albums not even gotta be a classic that are just that fire though <laughs> think about it. Okay, think one. There's consistent I mean, rappers like Rick Ross never disappoints me, but he just never disappoints me. He ain't dropping like classic after classic. His production is probably like what? Yeah, that's the biggest thing that keeps Ross afloat. Like his mm-hmm. his music is ridiculous. Like one it of makes the- you just want to like smoke cigars and have money just all around you and just and eat, get on a jet ski and shrimp and he be on a jet ski for sure. Yeah, he knows how to paint a picture. He paints a picture. I'm gonna be rich and sell drugs, no damn well. That's not. <laughs> I'm too old for that. I can't. I can't be out here in these streets like that. Oh, one more thing on Nicki Minaj though. Do y'all feel like most of her fans are younger than us? Like, it's part of that. Like, probably like twenty, uh, twenty to twenty six, twenty seven year olds. Yeah, they didn't grow up. Like, I feel like Nicki's fans they. They they pretty much mimic her. They didn't. If Nikki didn't grow up, then they're not gonna grow up either. So yeah. they don't do anything. If Selena ain't gonna do nothing different, <clears throat> do anything different. 
Why should they? Basically, I don't. I've literally seen like minimum growth as far as everything that she's done because the. I don't. I don't want. I don't have time. I'm not fighting no barbs. I ain't even doing it. I ain't fucking with it. Yeah. Cause we was already, we was what like 2021 20, when she first dropped for real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we took low key for the most part, we already had who was going to be our favorites. Like yeah. we, we already had our favorite. I mean, other people came and like Kendrick comes and Drake comes, Wale, J. Cole, people we enjoy and really like a whole lot. But we had like, like no matter, I love Kendrick Lamar, and I think Kendrick, to, for me, Kendrick Lamar is the biggest rapper out right now. And is that nigga to me? It's because they're all so different. But Kendrick, Drake, and J Cole, it's those three, and it always disappoints me because I felt like back in the day, I really thought Wale and Big Sean both was going to be in the same like conversation with them. But runner up, like some runner ups, like they can't. Yeah. I like- that what that content has been like over the years, it hasn't been like full quality, hasn't been solid. Like it's kind of hit and miss. Like you can kind of yeah. figure out some of it. And that's where they it well for Wale, I think his his um emotions get the, the best. I was, I was about to say that people got sick and tired of him complaining for those couple yeah. years. He was yeah. always whining. There's a lot of whining going on. And it was like, my nigga, are you do you want this or not? Cause like I don't <laughs> want to keep hearing you whine about how ain't nobody giving you your props. Like either go hard or go knock these niggas out even more or shut up and just keep playing to your audience. Like you have an audience like right. a platform, but I think it's just the the hunger for more like wanting to reach certain levels that you may not ever reach, and you gotta be okay with that. And that doesn't mean you stop doing your content. That just means you keep playing to your audience until, you know, you never know what can happen. But you just keep doing your thing. Like Too Short got like forty five albums. E forty got like a hundred albums. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, Wale, Wale's got to get comfortable with his audience and what he brings to the table because it feels like it's a lot of self doubt and, and weird mm-hmm. shit going on with him all the time. Anytime he drops something. It just feels like there's an issue, and it's just like, dog, well, why aren't you comfortable with your talent? Because you got talent, right. and you got bops. So what's and, the problem? And, and people love you, bro. And like, bro, yeah. niggas really love you. I'm have- in DMV right now, and folks love him. I say that about Kanye. Like I said that like recently about Kanye. That Kanye versus Drake shit. I said the re- the real reason is is that Kanye does not have the. He doesn't really fully think that his music is still doing what it supposed to do and drake moves like he knows his music is going to do exactly what it always do that's confidence versus not to your you know not having confidence in your music like drake was gonna put out he knew exactly that's why he didn't give a whole bunch into what kanye was doing online he was like my shit gonna i'm drake right (laughs) my shit gonna like whatever i put out it's gonna you gonna get quality it's gonna it's gonna do numbers and I'm gonna go on about my day. But Kanye, yeah. this ain't this ain't 07. And this ain't he ain't 50 Cent. This, that, uh-huh. that, that album was not Curtis at right. all. This ain't this ain't 50 Cent versus Kanye, bro. <laughs> not Curtis. Oh God. It's like when that shit happened, I'm like, oh yeah, Kanye got it. It was easy. I'm like, cause Kanye was hot. He was the yeah. popular at the time. I'm like, he can't lose. Like this man's having a he's having a great, you know run this nigga can't lose so i'm like i always said yeah kanye was gonna mop him and he did mop uh yeah. curtis. The, the curtis album was very lackluster but yeah it's to be expected because 50 cent was running off of fumes at that point because you had just yeah. 
Dog walked Murder Inc. and Ja Rule for, you know, two summers and y'all had y'all shit going on. So you got a little tired when Curtis came around. It was like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the massacre had went diamond too. So. Right. Yeah, he got a little, he got comfortable and all that. But yeah, like it's, it's like what with, um, what'd you say? I said, but 50 Cent is not Drake. Not even a little. <laughs> no, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like with, with Kanye and Wale, it's like. It's insecurities that be coming out and stuff. And now Wale has gotten past that. Wale finally was like, fuck it. I got fans. Let me just make this dope music like I make. And I'm going to fuck with who fucks with me. But Kanye still is constantly like, it's like, dude, you're a musical genius. And you're questioning yourself and like kind of like thinking, do they still love me? Do people love me? I need to be extra. That's exactly why the album's filled with all those features and it's it's 28 hours long and 72 different artists on each track and everybody's supposed to be having a counseling session and pouring they so out, whatever the fuck everybody, this is just tweets that I've seen. Bullshit. I'm like, I don't believe none of that. And if it takes 120 artists to uh, help you get your point across, nigga, you ain't got no point. Right. (laughs) You getting your point from somebody else. That's what you're doing. of Kanye, and as well, like, yeah. we're talking about Drake. Drake. It's like, Drake is, there was an interview with Kevin Durant a couple years ago, there was an interview and talking about his opponents and all that, and Kevin Durant finally was like, I, y'all know who I am, I'm Kevin Durant. Like, and he's, he falls, he said, I'm Kevin Durant. Y'all know who I am, I'm, I'm Kevin Durant. And that's Drake, Drake's like, bro, I don't, I don't give a fuck, like, I'm Drake, because Drake knows he can fart on a track, and niggas will be like, bro, and then put it as they IG caption too. <laughs> right, it's like a, just emoji. It's <laughs> an emoji. And when Drake, you see the impact of the album. Like everybody's doing the whole pregnant belly shit. It's just Drake knows oh, yeah. his impact. Drake knows what's on hit, and he knows that if anything, even if my bars ain't all the way there, I'm gonna give y'all some flash IG caption. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been. He's. Who I'm gonna be around been, for a while? Are there any other rappers that have come close to him? over the last shoot since like 09 with the IG caption lyrics. Is there any rappers that's close? You don't even have to say close. Who else? Nicki and Cardi. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Nicki and Cardi for sure. Yeah, they got true. you a nice little one line when you want to pop out. Um, <laughs> they work. They always work. Even the ocean. Yeah. Work. They work. Like Invasion of Privacy got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> them subliminal ones when you really want to fight somebody when you, you hit the street for the night. Like this, it's, it's multi yeah. and that and that tells you like that's proof that you know that's quality music when you can pull shit from it years later and still it still resonates for right now. You got it. You did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just disappointing to see what Kanye is doing. Like because now the people coming up now like high schoolers and like my college. So I actually I say I've seen there's two different Kanye fans. There's a lot of younger Kanye fans that are more of the uh, the life of Pablo Kanye, the Kanye Kardashian Kanye, because my students, they fucking love, like, they the people who love Kanye, they love that Kanye, and I'm like, I grew up a Ye fan, but I don't really fuck with the um, the Yeezus, that that Kanye, the Yeezus, our generation, our generation, yeah, our generation, there's a cutoff, Yeezus and beyond, we there's songs that we may like from all those different albums, but we don't love the entire albums. We don't love like his lyrics started getting hella corny by that time weird. and stuff too, like just weird and stuff. And like he was wasting his beats on these corny lyrics. 
like what's the um the song Life of Pablo? It's like she just bleached her asshole. I got bleach all up. Like that beat was so perfect, and he wasted yeah. it. First of all, have y'all heard the original? There, uh, Saha the Prince was on the original, and Saha kills it. Yeah, and yeah. they took his verse off, whatever. Like he was on one of them songs too, and he took them off. Say what? So I think Rick Ross was on one of those songs too, and he had ended up taking them off. And his verses actually, it ain't hard to watch. It's not hard to watch Kanye on a track, like because it's not not at this point. He's not what he what he once was. Like it used to be impressive. Now it was like, Man. and Drake talked about that. He talked about that on the album, and it's true because like Kanye, it came out that Kanye had ghost writers. Like it came out the Consequence was writing a lot of his shit, mm-hmm. but happened to drake is like y'all keep moving the post and i'm like honestly in my eyes y'all niggas is the same like i look at y'all the same way because a lot of the the, about drake and kanye yeah drake and kanye are the same as far as like how the game coddles them everything they want to make they switch up rules and switch it to fit a different narrative so that they can stay safe like what push the t was doing i'm gonna push the t fan not like a super fan but i love push the t you may want to sell drugs like it's perfect. <laughs> right. I'm like, shit, nigga, I'm about to hit this motherfucker. I love that. <laughs> I'm about to hit the block. Together. I loved it. That I was fun. That, that was fun, though. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, it, the, when it came, all of that stuff, it came out, and it was like, oh, but it was this, and it was that, and who knows who pushed your tears, and then everybody get disrespectful, and I'm like, all right, kid. But see, this is what I'm talking about, like, because you motherfuckers mm-hmm. ain't gonna act like grinding ain't one of the best. Hello. Cafeteria, cafeteria beats. (laughs) That's the generational gap. We like, we looking at pushing, we looking at how he pushed that that song, that diss track out, the the content within that diss track, and we thinking about how that impacts Drake. That's yeah. what we are checking for because we're like, ooh, Drake's somewhere pissed right now. Like, and then you hoping, yeah, oh, no, my bad, go ahead. Oh, but, I was just gonna say, then you're hoping that Drake is going to like you just get excited about it because that reminded me of when we was younger. So you're like, oh shit, now Drake can drop something dope, and then Pusha T can do it. It's like when that Meek Mill Drake stuff started. That was exciting because we hadn't seen that in hip hop in so long, and for the younger ones. They probably hadn't seen it in their because all they see now is niggas going back and forth on IG and Twitter that all that lame shit or whatever and that's just whack as hell. Like I love it. No, yeah, like put it on wax, bro, because it's fun. Like that's that's the essence of hip hop, literally. Yep. But that, like you said, that's the generational gap. Like when you was talking about who's pushing T, and they said who's pushing T, and that's when I realized, oh, I can't talk to these young motherfuckers about hip hop because they don't what a rap beef actually is when it's fun going back and forth on wax and stuff like Jay-Z and Nas for our generation was the blueprint of the rap beef that was the blueprint for our age group now of course there was a lot of shit before us but for our era that was the fucking blueprint and it all was on wax they went back and forth for like it felt like a whole year but it was probably was just a couple that's because of how music was had to be pushed out back then. Oh yeah, yeah. It took wow, long for shit to happen. It's not. It's very instantaneous now, and that's where back to Nikki. That's where Nikki fucked up too, because when Remy did Sheether, because oh. my goodness, because Sheether is still one. Because I don't it's know. Still with us. I go right here. <laughs> Sus had had it up to here, because she yeah. went for blood. But when that happened, 
They made excuses. And then Nikki him and holler, get your ass to the studio. Don't you <laughs> don't you text it? Don't talk to me. Put it on a beat and shut your ass up. And that's what happened with Drake when it came to Pusha T. It's literally the same thing. Pusha T knocked your ass on your butt. He was like, whoa. Like you didn't see that coming because it was unexpected. Nobody saw that coming. It was like nobody. This nigga, he gave you a sucker punch, basically. Like, you didn't even see that shit coming. Pop, nigga. You was, oh. But then you stopped in the midst of a hip-hop beef and got on your phone and got on your notepad and wrote us a note about shit. And I said, what is this bullshit? If you don't take that note and get a beat behind it, my nigga, and get your ass in the studio. Take the note. Take the note. Put a beat behind it. That shit to a beat and put it on wax, my nigga, and quit fucking talking to me. Like, you... Nah, I want to explain. Like, no, explain it on a track. Like, that's all. That's where you explain it at. But then kids was like, he don't have to. See, I said, see, that's the shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. They was like, yes. oh, he's too great to even respond. No, 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 nigga. We need you to respond. This ass that shit's fun. Somebody called your ass out. You better get back to it. That's it. And then when he lied and was like, yeah, I had one. It was really bad. Drake, I don't believe you. I really don't believe that he had a really bad. We day. don't believe you. You need more people. Now, to get Kanye's easy, like what he did on his album to Kanye, it's very easy because oh, Kanye yeah. ain't about to give you no, no big, you know, deep diss bars. We were like, oh, he ate you up, Drake. He's going to make a beat. He's going to make a beat that's going to yeah. eat you up. He's going to do what he did with Andre 3000, like whatever that song that got leaked. It, Andre's on that type about his mama because that's the vibe you told him. And then you, I don't even know what Kanye said. I'm literally not paying attention. But they, he got on there and said what, whatever he said. And it's like, read the room. Like you called this man to do a song talking about his mother had passed away as well. He had a very great, heartfelt, emotional verse i'm like damn that was deep i felt that and then you come on here talking shit about drake wait is it we talking to our mamas are we because <laughs> i don't i'm over here like spilling my heart out to my mama and then you over yeah. here talking shit to this nigga and i'm like should i talk shit to this nigga? i don't what are we doing like it pissed me off though because andre don't even come out like that and so for you to kind of disrespect his feature to use that as an opportunity because you know that if you drop a if you drop a song with andre 3000 on it people don't listen to it because people yearn to hear from him. And so if you do that and you kind of like manipulate him into like pushing whatever narrative you got, oh man, this man gonna be out in, in the fucking woods for like 10 more years. We gonna never get nothing from him. <laughs> he gonna be walking around the city of Atlanta playing his fucking flute. flute. And when you gonna see him again, he just be popping up around Atlanta in just the most random spots. And niggas be like, that ain't Andre 3000, is he? And he really sitting there and he just, hey y'all. <laughs> that's beautiful he wrote a whole about it and was like i didn't know that's what was i know but that crazy thing that's that happens often like these songs that because we grew up in that era where like remember what was it the the young buck song stomp i was just thinking of that with ti and Ludacris. perfect because that was a perfect example because neither one of them knew that they was both gonna be on the song they was literally talking shit about each other and it's like <laughs> Hey, hey, young Buck, Young Buck just sitting back here. Yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this. It's gonna give me some money right here. Yeah, he, he, manu- he manufactured the hell out of that right there. And they both was like, wait a minute, hold on. I didn't know we were so. So I think that maybe Ti found out, and then he recorded his verse, and then Ludacris is like, oh, hold on. So he's climbing me. Let me go and re-record my verse to say something about him. So. Like the way he closed out his verse, he was like, So please stay off the TIP of my my dick, boy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, 
another so that he's another rapper. He's probably top five rappers that the new generation don't realize was that man at one point. Like, Luda? Yes. Yeah, the younger folk. Like, probably if you did a poll, if we did a, a draft or a game or whatever, of the top five rappers that the younger generation will say that high schoolers and younger, not even high schoolers, because some of my, half, mo, half of my college students don't fucking know. The top five rappers that they don't know that was dope at one time. It would probably be Ludacris, probably 50 Cent, because now they just know 50 Cent is like a as a team. I was about to say him. I didn't even know. See, once again, I'm not on Twitter, so I didn't know there was a fucking versus that happened until I was on YouTube. I was scrolling through YouTube and there was like a Breakfast Club like uh, video they were showing that was like breaking down the verses of Fat Joe versus Ja Rule. I was like, what the fuck? When this happened? I know it had to be dope. That man, I would have pulled my do rag out, put a headband on over that do rag. So washed Fat Joe when I said washed him. He washed him like. Jaru was that nigga, man. Exactly. I didn't even know half the songs that Fat Joe put on there until it was the features. <laughs> Fat Joe's one of them niggas that he picks the songs he like that him and his. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, but like put it on track eight, bro. Yeah, nigga, eight cold. Yeah, it's a B side, but they gonna feel straight, it. Straight B side shit, and then like it got weird for him because he bought out Nelly. Like I remember that song together, but he let Nelly perform hot in here. What's? You, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Exactly, he played big puns. Still not a player. Again, you he said he produced it. Good nigga, you was in the video. He didn't. Y'all look like two fat M&Ms in, in the rain in that video. I remember that video. I was like, who is this? These niggas is big as shit. Like, it was big. Wide, low. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm tripping, though. I'm low-key tripping because I would never think for it to be Ja Rule versus Fat Joe, though. Like, Fat Joe, Fat Joe had some joints, and, like, we, we respect Fat Joe, yeah. But Ja Rule, and, like, the verses are not about who has a better discography or who has better lyrics or whatever. Yeah, it's about yeah. the hits and everything that we're going to remember from that era. Ja Rule was a big part of our childhood. <laughs> ja, who would have made, who would have made more sense you think to go against Ja Rule? 50. I mean, for, for the culture, but yeah, 50 that, would never yeah, let that happen. That, that is for the culture. Yeah. That was the difference. I was like, Everybody kept saying, I said, but we got, I said, that, that's the problem with the new generation as well. They don't hate like we hate. Like, the y'all hate got time on it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hate you for, for two days, bitch, because the cycle, the new cycle going to change. <laughs> forget, and then they'll just go back to it. But back in, back in the early 2000s, like, no, these men, they have literally tried to stab each other, shoot each other, fight each other, like some, like literally try to take each other's lives at one point. You don't. You're not putting. I mean, granted, you got Jeezy and, and Gucci. That was surprising, but Ooh. very surprising. But that these are New York niggas. That that's that's number one. New York niggas is way more aggressive, and they hold grudges way harder than any other demographic that I know of. Like from coast to coast, New York niggas is always going to remember. Like, oh, nigga, you crossed me, nigga. I'm I'm coming back. <laughs> like, they, the niggas are never free. Oh. So 50 Cent and Ja Rule, they literally hate each other. If there was a hip-hop nursing home, they would probably like be talking shit with walk Jazz nigga would walk over and say it to my face. Here I come. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, for everybody listening, we don't condone violence. But, but, it's but it was a different, it was a different type of hate. But like the old school hate is different because there's plenty of NBA players that started hating each other in the 80s and 90s, and these niggas 
still hate each other, bro. They not apologizing for shit. Like even you brought up Jeezy and Gucci, you can still tell them niggas do not fuck with each other. Though, like that's the crazy thing. But they doing it for because they smart. They smart though. They doing it for the culture and for and for money. So they smart. But that hate was like even think about. Like the game and 50 Cent's hate comes from something serious too. Like comes from someone passing away and well, getting killed and yeah. all of that shit though. So the hate now is this, uh, like Mick Mill and Drake. Man, yeah. this nigga, he didn't, he didn't post about my album. He posted a ghostwriting lyric on my album. Like that's where, nigga, that's where that hate's coming from. And then they go back and forth on fucking social media. That's just the lamest to me when I'll be listening to a rap song from some of these younger niggas. And I like the song, but then they'll hire a lyric on there. I ain't about to going back and forth, nigga. I'm real. And then I'm like, hold on, this nigga, you on IG story, send it, and you're and you're not even saying a person's name on IG story. You're on fucking social media sending subliminal shots. Social for now, it's one thing to send a subliminal shot on a record because that's fun. That's gonna make you sit here like, I wonder who he's talking about. We're trying to figure it out. But that nigga still knows you talking about him. But you get on Twitter and Instagram, like, that's just, and I'm never a person that's, that's trying to, like, the younger rappers, they don't know this, the young generation isn't trying to get on them, but some of the shit is lame. <laughs> Very corny. And they tell on themselves a lot and then get mad when, you know, people see it. It's like, you put it, yeah, we see you, we see you. Like, y'all be having millions not thousands like you know a couple hundred like us regular people you have millions of people that are following you of course they saw it of course they did it's a million eyes on you but then nobody want to be held accountable and you also act like you above learning and it's like you not and that whole i'm gonna do my research do your research shit that that's literally the research right there it stopped right there i'm gonna do my research then that that was it. Like they didn't do a Google search. They didn't pick up a magazine called the CDC. They didn't do anything else after that. It was I'm gonna do my research. And then anything fearful, negative, anything like that. All right, that's it. It gotta be. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just weird now to take it all the way back around. We talking about getting older and all that. It's so much weirder because we have social media, and this is the first time probably in ever in the world where you have all these different generations of people that can be in one place to talk about every single thing. And so now, like when we was growing up, there wasn't a place where we was gonna be able to sit and talk on such a large way to people who was 10 years older than us and our parents and shit. So now you got fucking, and that's why I'd be so pissed off looking at my friends. You got a fucking 33 year old arguing with a fucking 17 year old on social media about music and movies and food and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Because these young people have nothing but time and they will keep arguing and going back and forth. Nigga, I'm tired. I be going to fucking bed at 9.30 <laughs> on weeknights, nigga. I'm not arguing with a fucking 18-year-old. I'm not arguing with you unless I truthfully know you. Like, I have to know you. It has to be over money or something for me to have a back and forth with you. You think I'm going to argue with a stranger who... She's probably crack. It's probably a little fifteen-year-old Asian girl just cracking. I got this black man pissed off, y'all. Go look at it. Grown-ass black man, mad as shit. <laughs> but he and you, big man, ain't you? And then you just keep getting more and more mad. You already thirty-five, so your blood pressure getting too high, and it's affecting you way more than it's affecting Jenny Chang over here. So what's wrong? 
talking to somebody that just just now realized that Aaliyah had more than one album. Like you you uh, you just got hip. Y'all like, oh my god, y'all heard that one in a million. I'm that girl, uh, Aaliyah, that girl, that girl, what? Like, but Barry has had her shit in lockdown for the longest. For twenty, God, her stuff. Twenty damn years. That don't make no sense. I don't think At they still don't have. The uh, year. They still don't have her song uh, "Miss You." It's coming up. Uh, yeah, I think because... the compilation album is the last one. I'm waiting for JoJo personally. I'm waiting for the first album to drop yeah. from JoJo. <laughs> she did a remake have... from it, but that's she... great. It's good. I like the remake. It's just as, like it's, it shows the. I remember the the kid voice that she had, and then I were now when she sings it as her as an adult, I'm like, ooh, because she's got her voice is more full and she's doing better runs and it's more control over. So I'm like, girl, you because the beginning of the week, like. Would make you clear your whole coffee table because they one room. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. You do with your voice, sus. Like that shit was nuts. For me, it's yeah. like the nostalgia of listening to that yeah. album. And for me, it's like if I'm listening to a song that you've redone and you don't add that same ad lib on there, I'm kind of mad. I ain't gonna lie. It's like I was I was waiting for the ad lib and it didn't happen. So for me, oh, yeah. it's just it's a more of a nostalgia like thing for me in that album. Yeah, I, I really love that album. Too. Yeah. yeah, I think Tank's albums drop uh tomorrow. I think Tank's yeah. albums drop tomorrow. I will say because when they first released the Aaliyah music, I was looking for um what's the uh back in one piece with DMX and it wasn't on her yet, and then they released it finally last week. Yeah. I got so excited. I've been I don't listen to that song once every day for probably the last week, and I'm like like it's brand new, like I ain't never heard it. But I just keep playing this shit, and I'm just trying to think of playlists to put the song on. I don't put it on four different playlists, so I'm so excited about this shit. Like, mm-hmm. shout, shout out to Aaliyah and all those. So to wrap yeah. up this, uh, to wrap up this whole little, little, little conversation we've had, what was y'all's favorite verses then so far? I'm so mad I missed the uh, the dip set and uh, locks. I'm very Nigga. mad. I was- too old for that night and I think I felt that last minute I was like I ain't gonna do that I woke up that morning and it was just so much niggatry at bay and I was just so upset <laughs> that I missed all this ghetto-ness yeah all, this all the do-rags and fitted caps this, <laughs> was, was Joel looking like an abuelo because he looked like an abuelo with them teeth yes. these days <laughs> and was talking cash shit like cash Jadakiss may have had he may have been the MVP of the summer just from that. Like he's probably the MVP of the summer because that was it was such an entertaining versus though. It was so entertaining. It was fun. And you can tell that they are all grown because they was doing it like they was boxers. They was just feeding it up and acting like they didn't like each other and wanted to fight. But it was nothing but love, to be honest. Because I thought there was a couple moments it was gonna be a fight. <laughs> To break out, but like they're going on tour together as well and stuff. So like oh, it's gonna cool. be they're going on tour. Uh, State property is gonna be on that tour as well, and somebody else I think that's gonna be a hood. Ass- oh my gosh! Oh, you a- smell the weed from here. They gonna be right. like forty plus and they're trying to dig out their bows and shit. These old all, all these old niggas in there. Uh, I like the. I think the biggest one out of all the verses for me, I like the Gladys Knight versus Patty. I was about to bring it up because I had we yeah. had all the soul food cooked. We were yeah. sitting there ready for that, nigga. That was 
that was for the culture as well. Yeah, yeah that my, was my favorite was actually Isley Brothers and the um yes. Oh shit. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that was yeah, my yeah. favorite one. But yeah. I missed the the locks in J um and Dipset. I will say I, rem- I I love the DMX and Snoop Dogg one. That one was fun because they was just sitting there talking and having a conversation. And it was just just sitting back and listening to them. And then of course it means even more now since DMX passed away. And just the way they were showing so much love to each other, and they was Snoop Dogg just kept saying. We, I know it's a verses and all that. This ain't no verse. We just trying to show love for the culture and for each other. And they just had like, it was just dope to sit back and listen to everything they had to say. So that was dope. And then I remember to, seems like a like a lifetime ago, but the Nelly and Ludacris, when they had, when Nelly was so hyped, bro, this nigga, Nelly uh, <laughs> hear this music. All of them yeah. technical difficulties he had. Man, Versus has really grown because it's wild how it went from just a nigga sitting in his living room and someone sitting in their living room and playing their songs back and forth and the oh, Wi-Fi oh, oh. messing up. Babyface versus Teddy Rally debacle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good about that one. Like, that shit, we had to do that shit three times. Like, come on, man. What the hell? Three times? And, then, and all three times, Teddy, Teddy Rally got his ass kicked because it's Babyface, bro. Like, <laughs> Babyface is hard to beat because he just... Has so much like his pin game is yeah, it runs too heavy. Like who did um who did T Pain go against? Lil John, but they need to redo it. They sure do because that was like a forgotten one, and a T Pain and Lil John one should be huge. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, considering their impact, yeah, and the longevity of their the time that they was hot, yeah, that should have been a bigger deal. That should be something I remembered. Yeah, it should be something that we all remember. And now it seems like these last couple months, T-Pain's really getting the love that he deserves now. Like, he's been getting real love. I think some of it has to do with, like, have y'all listened to his, uh, like, podcast, well, his radio show slash podcast? I haven't yet, but I want to. Oh, man, that's just entertaining. Like, it made you realize, like, damn, T-Pain is just an entertaining personality. He's so down to earth and just a dude you can just kick it and eat wings and drink liquor with and talk shit and you're gonna have fun with talking to this nigga like his interviews are so entertaining and you he has so much to say about the music industry and i i knew he was huge and wrote songs and did this produce some songs but i don't think i realized how much he really was doing and the songs that he was writing for artists and all of that and stuff and the money he was making from doing all that different shit like T-Pain, during our college age, he was that nigga. Like, he was that nigga, like, what, 05 to, like, 2010s, especially those five years? Like, before Ty Dolla signed, it was T-Pain. Before Ty Dolla. Yep. Yep. But but before T-Pain, it was Nate Dogg. (laughs) You know, that might be a good playlist, just to make a playlist of songs that feature Nate Dogg, T-Pain, and Ty Dolla sign. That'd be a fly... Get you a Some group that I'm I'm on that was like, what's the best uh Nate uh track? And somebody had posted explosive and I had forgotten about explosive. Nigga. And I was like, oh. I was thinking exactly explosive when you said what's the best the Nate. most ratchet, the most ra- bro. That song is vulgar than a motherfucker. <laughs> 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 the first thing that came to my head. Shit. I'm like, I can't judge this generation with that with whopping all this shit. I said, I'm I'm from the school. Dude. Like I came up under Lil Kim, bro. Like it's nothing that y'all can't that y'all can't tell say on the track that I ain't heard my nigga say like as a kid. Trina, Trina, Lil Kim, like bro, like what are y'all talking? 
that's why when they be talking about they're offended by some of the music out today, I'm like, nigga, first of all, West Coast rap music from the 90s and early 2000s, that shit was vulgar as hell. That was so many bitches and pussy and slapping hoes. Hoes and tricks. Like, it got ridiculous. Like, it was like, do y'all like women? Like, shit. Right. Like, do y'all actually like women? Or do you hate you these sure? women? Like, dude, look. Yeah, we love these. We love these bitches. <laughs> hey, hey, talk to me nice. The fuck? What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah, they, I'm like, man, it was different. It was different back then. And shit was, everything was just okay. Like, you just got away with shit back then, which is, it's good and bad. It's good and bad that you're just getting away with shit. So no better. It wasn't okay back then, but it was like, that's what we're doing. Now, right. in this climate, it's about correcting that shit. Like, that's not, we ain't on yeah. that shit no more. Like, we can't. You can't, well, you can't, you, you, you can't come out with explosives. No. In 2021. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, but the other Nate Dog song, I would say the other explosive definitely probably my favorite. But the second one after that is the uh when him Warren G Snoop Dogg 213 came out with uh over the um Monica's So Gone beat. Uh, uh So Fly, the So Fly. <laughs> that shit was that shit was fly, basically. Yeah. And some people count 18 as grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, that is. <laughs> I still. Hey, you know what is funny though? I remember being in like high school and middle school, and girls getting picked up from school by these 23, 24 year twenty-four-year-olds. Nasty. I had a home. My homegirl, precious, and she was thick than a motherfucker. So she looked grown as shit. But the nigga knew. She, nigga, we was in the eighth grade. He used to pick her up from school. So I know you know how old she is because you was picking her up from. JCTMS from Jefferson oh County School. School, and she would be like, "Yeah, my boyfriend picking me up." And I just remember thinking, like, I know I'm only like 14, but this is weird, y'all, right? Like, everybody mm-hmm. acting like this is normal, but this is weird. This is not weird. And it was too normalized. She'd be get, we'd get out of school. I'm going to the school bus, and she's like, "Bye, you broke bitches." <laughs> and she. <laughs> That's not a relationship. Y'all not having a relationship. You're being molested every day that he picks. That's you're being molested. He was picking her up from school. That nigga was like 19. And we was in the eighth grade. So he's like 13 and 14. That's wild. I'm I'm 33. And I'll be looking at 23-year-olds like, uh. Nasty. Uh-uh. I don't want a 20. Nothing. Yeah. No, no, no. I won't have the same no, no, no. conversations. The what, same what's issues. the youngest? What's the youngest? What's the youngest you could deal with? 30. 30? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Lakeitha, if you were single back in your single days. <laughs> well, my husband's two years younger than me. So that's probably, that's about you it. Both of y'all in y'all 30s. I'm 30. Well, yeah, I mean. Lakeitha, you 40. <laughs> <laughs> How old was y'all when y'all met, though? Um, 23, 21. Oh, that, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense then. But yeah, yeah, so let's say you're single. Let's say you were single and you're 33. What's the youngest guy you could see you like actually taking serious to date? Not just having a good time, but taking it serious to date. 
Like a guy approached me 28. I feel like 28 is a decent age where just yeah, it is. Who though. knows if who knows if you figured it out for real, but you should have a little segment of life figured out at this yeah. point. Um, so for me, I think being 33, a 28 year old wouldn't be like a red flag or somebody that I would be like uh, out my face because I think we would we would be able to have some of the same conversations, um, some of the same lifestyles. Um, I don't think that's too far. Like I think anything. Uh, under 25 is definitely a no-go. I'm looking at you like a child. <laughs> you are a niece or our nephew or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think 28 is probably that's the lowest that I would probably go. Oh, so all right, let's go through some numbers. Let's say I'm talking to you like, yo, I met this chick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, she's 25. What's your immediate thoughts? Are you it's horrible. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was you about to say? Thugalina, go ahead. What was you about to say? I said you, you're at, at 33. Yeah, 30, at 33. What would you be your immediate thoughts when I'm like, yeah, I met this chick. She's 25. Um, <laughs> she ain't 15. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. 15 is her age. I can't really, like. Or like if she's not 20 or 21, so I'm like 25 is about mid-20s, you early 30s. It just really depends on where that person is mentally. I couldn't do it. Like I'm 35 and the youngest I've, in the last couple of years, the youngest I've talked to was 28 and I hated it. <laughs> oh, shit. Like he- Oh, it, man. He lied too much. He was very immature and, you know, still immature in a way. So I, that, I'm burnt on a 20 anything. I don't want it. I'm, no, thank you. That's why I was like 30. You had to, I got to push it. <laughs> that I get older, it's like the, the that's when the, nah, I can't, none, nothing younger than this. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. I think it might be a little different for men and women too. Yeah. A lot of, if you, uh, for the majority of the time, if you're meeting a man at 25, he's probably hella immature, though, most of the time. But I could meet a woman at 25, and she's pretty mature. But I will say, first of all, young women, like, really dig me for some reason. I don't know why I, like, young women really dig me. And so I meet young, some young women, and when I say young, I'm talking about about 25. And they'll be hella mature, got their shit together. I mean, they'll, they have a career, they're paying bills, they got their own place, they're like doing grown up shit like the rest of us and all that. But then you'll meet a 25 year old woman and I'm like, you are fucking annoying and young as shit. Like, no, I'm, I'm good on this shit. Like, but I, I just think it's different because a younger woman's looking for something different when they meet an older man. And a younger man is looking for something different when they meet an older woman, though. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, just, you know, physically, that was pretty much the highlight of it. Yeah. Everything else was trash, like one star. It was like, it was pointless because I felt like it was so um, light and airy that it didn't cause for that kind of, you know, treatment, like to lie and, or to do sneaky shit. It was like, you know, you could just pretty much put it out there. Cause what I'm gonna do? Like I'm not, I'm not the kind of girl. Be like, oh, I'm a fight. I'm a, I'm a run them all away. Like I'm not. I ain't doing none of that. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm 
not. It's just not but working. They use they're used to the young chicks that do all that stuff though. Okay. That's what they're used to. to like if you gonna put you're not worth it to me if you're gonna put me through that kind of shit. Like you're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. And that's why I think like the young chicks are used to the like this generation is different though, because these young niggas is like crybabies and they whine a lot and shit. They, like, they some whining ass niggas or whatever. And that's what them young chicks is used to. So a lot of times when them young chicks get a guy who's not whiny and crybaby and has his own stuff, the young chicks, they're impressed by the smallest of shit, I think. And that's why, like, they come over here and just see a bookshelf. Oh, my God, you be reading this shit? Oh, shit, you smart. Oh, shit, that, y'all, this nigga smart than a motherfucker. Oh, my God. on the floor. Oh, oh my gosh. You got you got a couch? You got furniture and shit? Got a read. And a closet. Ooh. Oh my god. Read me some shit, nigga. Read me some. You got curtains? You got oh curtains. Oh my god. Look, girl, this nigga got fucking <laughs> curtains. <laughs> you got curtains. When you pop back on my screen, you had a phone. <laughs> 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 this nigga got motherfucking curtains, girl. What? You better, you better uh marry that nigga all over some fucking curtains. Cause you, but women, curtains. women look for the external shit, like whatever the external. Not some, not all women by all means, but younger women, I think they look at the external stuff, and then, but the young men get so intimidated by you asking them, uh, you know, where are we going with this? That conversation seems to be so like taboo it's just they they both gonna be full of shit until they both figure it out like you learn to set a standard as a woman and you learn to be able to answer hard questions as a man what age do you think it is that a lot of the women get there to that like because you know i'm a guy who has a lot of women in his life be it friends family or just ladies and all of that i have a lot of women in my life and they're all so fucking different but i do see see a lot of like similarities in certain age groups and all of that and shit because I see like if I meet a woman who's like 28 plus she ain't fucking around she ain't got time she's just gonna tell you what she wants what she needs like even if you having sex with the older women they're gonna move you to a certain place to let you know oh this is what pleases me nigga do this and that. Younger chicks, younger chicks are not gonna, younger chicks will just put up with the bullshit and think that you're just supposed to know and hope that you figure it out or something and then complain to her friends that you haven't or whatnot. But older women, they're just like, oh, I don't have time to waste. I don't feel embarrassed about this. And I'm not talking down on you for trying to get you to get here, but I need you to get here to please me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what? What age range do you think that is when women like what or either experiences or age? What do you think women get to to finally start doing that where they're not ashamed to tell a man this is what you need to do for me? It's, for me, it's it's trial and error. It's it's trial and error. A woman's gonna decide kind of when they're like when enough is enough. Um, but I think that unfortunately we all go through that period of time. It's like oh this shit ain't working or. I'm not really that secure in myself. I don't even know how to tell him this this ain't working for me or uh, how to communicate. Like that's that's a trial and error thing throughout your any relationship. You have friendships, relationships, 
Um, you, you just gonna learn what works for you. And then hopefully you learn how to communicate that to either your partner or your friend or whoever. And then a point that it gets to it, you start setting a standard when you date and you're like, okay, I need for things to be this way. Are you able to deal with that? Because that's my standard. That's, that's what I'm willing to do. And that's yeah. how I want to do things. I want to be able to obviously please you and, and live up to whatever your standard is, but these are my things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. you feel the same way yeah i mean it's not like no set age uh personally it's probably like right at 30 like like your late 20s in the 30s like i always tell like i have a young homegirl she's like she's 29 she just turned 29 in march and i was like what you what you want to do in your Pisces, like, we are here 28 i said like around 28 29 it's like that's what you start working on that's yeah. when you start, well, if you want 30 to look a different way from your 20s, you start working on that shit at like 28, 29 so that you set yourself up just to smoothly, you know, take that next step into your 30 so you can transition well. But you got started in your 20s. But everybody's, you know, like like she said, everybody's different. Um, a lot of people aren't as self-aware and they don't have accountability for themselves so those things are hindrance to like growth so if you're always blaming everybody else then yeah you're gonna have a hard time with pretty much anything just having just even if y'all just having sex you still have a hard time with that because somebody's gonna feel the way if you know one another starts dating someone else you know like the communication is just not being clear on yeah exactly like the boundaries are like are you talking to other people are you dating other people are you fucking other people are you like and that's just the part you have to be completely transparent and just with hope that i mean it's a gamble because if you depending on the person because everybody's different if you tell them like yeah i am fucking our dating multiple people even still and they if they have like real feelings for you they might walk away from you because i mean that's just the best smart way to do because who got time to compete you know what i'm saying like i don't want to have to be in a competition and i feel like it's it's doing so well so why do i have to compete with other people like you bringing new niggas in like the fuck like we <laughs> now you're just confusing yourself like if we already moving swell don't think yeah. you can go out there and find something that's you know better when you already got good like have you yeah. ever watched the shy yeah. Do you, or do you watch so that that storyline between Tiff and um that made me think immediately of that. So yeah. Will, I don't know if you if you watch the shy or if you're if you do watch the shy if you're caught up this, this past season. Explain so, it, I haven't. There's a there's a storyline uh between this couple that's pretty much been on and off, and then they finally kind of make a decision of we're gonna be together, let's stick it through, they're going through counseling and whatnot except for the male in the relationship. And what's his name? Why can I? It's Emmett. Uh, Emmett. 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 Hold on, so, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Because I've seen like two episodes. Is that the couple where the dude was like, he wants to have an open relationship and then he yes. felt some type? Okay, okay. So they get to a place of, he starts he starts fucking with a coworker of his because they, they have this plan now. They have this food restaurant that they have, but then he screws up. I believe it was a, it was a one-time thing. But it comes out because she ends up, weirdly enough, dating his father. And she wanted to be transparent with him. So she she was able to communicate that to his father when she started dating him. But it ended up coming out in the wash. He um, lets her know. But then Tiff is kind of like upset, of course. But then she was like, so look, since this is the issue that you have, 
as far as loyalty and being faithful. Let's just have an open relationship. Actually, she went oh, to go that's fuck how her. Started, she fucked so. the dude that she she went and got and cheated back first and then brought that to the table. Oh, damn. <laughs> it was hidden. She was like, I got to hold on, hold on, bro. <laughs> I can't let that go too soon. Let's just, you know what? Let me talk to you real quick. Let me, I'm going to go home. We're going to open up some shit. Negotiations, basically. Like, listen, listen, listen. you got a problem holding it like with anybody. Um, when without telling on herself, she said, let's open it up. You know what I'm saying? And then he's like, wait a minute. Like, who you want to open it up for? Well, I, I had already opened it up. But I'm I'm telling you now. Yeah. I already opened it. Like, he already busted up. I mean, opened it up. Yeah. Oh, the cheat back is valid. Oh, if yeah. you're going to stay, if you're going to stay there, if you, and that's the thing, like, cheating is always going to be a possible factor in a relationship. You have to deal when well, I deal but you have to figure out if you're gonna stay or if you're gonna figure it out right in any case I'm, I'm down for the cheat back if it is if, if it happens not saying I, I would personally do that but maybe I would <laughs> if it happened to me and then we could figure it out it would be a situation like that it's like is this an issue is this a problem because we can open this shit up or are we going to maintain this faithful shit? No, it's just yeah. honest and I think a lot of people don't have those conversations because you realize the bond that you have with a person uh, mm -hmm. but you also have to recognize the life changes that people go through when they evolve and things change you know like and that's just being real so that was understandable but to watch that on screen because he he got so small when she brought that to the table but that's not what you've been doing the whole time so what's the problem because he can't that it's that dish it out but you dish it can't take it like but you so can't when y'all say that from a woman's point of view, what do you think is the difference? Why? Because most women always hear that they say men, men cannot take when a woman ends up cheating or something like that. What do you think okay. is the difference that like, what is the difference then that women, because we, we all see that women be forgiven and can move forward when a man cheats or whatever, like it's just expected that he's going to cheat at least once. So you forgive and move on. What is the difference? Why do you feel like a woman can accept that and move on and a man can't? I want to hear a woman's point of view first. Yeah, I put you on the spot. Now you niggas don't know. You a No, I was just trying to figure out if she wants to speak first or. Ah, you know what? <laughs> no, I, I could speak on it, but I don't, I didn't want to overtop. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Um, I just, I don't know. I honestly, I feel like we always have the ability to walk away, but I feel like we approach relationships completely different than men. And that's not, a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I feel like maybe if we looked at the, uh, the pie chart of what our, our wants and needs are in a relationship, we all got the same things, but maybe the percentages are a little bit different. Right. So like when we engage in a relationship with a man, for me, it's it's so, uh, the foundation is emotions. Um, and then maybe next, what stability does he bring? Because I want to have a future. I want to have a foundation with him that's right. of the physical too. And then what happens if I leave this with my emotions and my foundation kind of wrapped up in it? Because although I could probably be somebody who could walk away and still do great financially without you, especially for me with kids being involved it just it takes that shit up another level too so for me it's just I, I, 
it's hard to answer but do you feel like do you feel like with women it's emotion comes first and then physical because i feel like with men it's the physical comes first and then emotion a lot of times so do you think that's part of it it depends on the it depends on the woman because i know a a lot of sexually fluid women well of course well of course there's those women but i know i'm kind of painting it with a broad paintbrush or whatever but for the sake of this conversation, I feel like it's usually more women than men that will lead with emotions than the physicalness. Or maybe it's that men think, a lot of men don't think that women crave the physical and the sexual shit like men do. Like men act like women don't want sex just as much as men do. I think the only difference is, go ahead. If you if it's that if that's the case, if women don't crave sex, who y'all having sex with? Like who's? No, no, I agree. I'm just saying. I think that for some reason, <laughs> men. Yeah, to that point, like that, by them saying that, like women don't crave sex, it's like, but you're if you're cheating or you know moving outside your relationship, you're doing that with who? A woman. So correct. That particular woman, you you're not willing to take the time to, you know, try to figure out what each other likes physically and. To that point where like the cheating, like a lot of women do get painted to say that they cheat, it'll be like emotional. But with men, I've come to realize they just use the emotions to manipulate. It's uh like if it's a married guy, like that's uh, always like, uh, I'm not happy at home. Like that's an emotion. Like you're trying to tell a person like you're giving up a fake issue so that they feel like sympathetic to be like, oh, but she don't do this and she don't do that. So, and it's like, at this point, like, if that's the case and that person doesn't make you happy, it's really your call. So, like, if you're not happy, then you need to do something about that and stepping outside your relationship and getting a whole nother, another emotional tie with somebody is not going to be good for you because then you start to enjoy outside more than you enjoy in the house. But your ass always got to go back in the house. You have to, like, as you can't explain being outside all the time. You can't. Yeah. Like you're obligated, you have a family, you have you have things you're obligated to, you know, to do. So like I've noticed that men will use those those type of emotions to manipulate certain women that are into those kind of things. Like they don't mind, you know, being there. Like oh, well, she doesn't. And I mean, this at this point, I'm like, that's nasty. If you're not, I ain't gonna make you happy. Like you sneaking around with me is not gonna get you happiness either. Like all you gonna be is like a couple. You know, you're a little lighter in the nuts, and that's about it. Like I, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it up so, what was you? What do you feel like is the biggest disconnect between men and women? Like, what is the most consistent? The most, the biggest disconnect? Like, what is it that they miscommunicate on the most? Accountability. Nobody wants to be held accountable for you being from both sides, men and women. Yeah, like when you know yeah. that, that going joke would be like women don't like accountability. No, I do. I do. Be, I do be saying it all the time. Yeah. Women don't because it is. I know some. I, I could be one of the. We are. It's human. It's a human condition. 
action. Yeah. Because nobody yes. likes to be held accountable or called out on their shit because they always feel the way. Like I was saying, like I said earlier in the episode, like self-awareness and accountability goes hand in hand. So you have to realize being self-aware to be like, I I fucked up. This this that's me. That was my call. What I should have done was this. And that's when you're able, when you get to a point and being honest with yourself. And you have to give those apologies to people because you're not always right. And sometimes your delivery can be brash. So you have to, you know, hit people softer because a lot of people can't take that. Hey, nigga, you fucked up. So I'm like, hey, damn, I don't like that shit. Sometimes you, <laughs> you know, calmly bring them in. Like, hey, let me talk to you real quick. Like, I didn't, I, I just want to let you know X, Y, and Z. I didn't appreciate that, da, 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 da. Yeah. And then go from that. So it's a, it's a, it's not men or it's not a woman or man. It's human. No, yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, it's everybody. So yeah. if that if people were being more, you know, accountable and being more aware and where you fucked up at, like you didn't have like a lot of people being unhappy in relationships, I've never understood because I'm like, there's always an exit door. Like, please don't act like that's not an exit. Like there's no way out. Like you have a way out. It's just you don't want to do that. Like just be honest with yourself because you know on the other side of that door is some real work and you gotta do that shit by yourself. So you become comfortable with being in your fucked up situation just to say, you know, I got somebody and, you know, fuck it. I know we're going to keep cheating on each other. We're going to keep verbally abusing each other. You know, emotion like it's so much deeper than, you know, just cheating, like stepping outside. It's the the way y'all talk to each other. Yeah. And communicate and it, it, all of that shit plays a part because you can be verbally abusive to people. Like not, yeah. like, I don't know. I've never like physically been hit in my life. I've been in a verbal abusive relationship. Realized that after the fact, like, damn, mm-hmm. like he really had me, you know, questioning a lot of things that I should have never been questioning because it was basically him trying to, you know, transfer his insecurities and what the shit, you know, he was dealing with. But like I said, that comes with self awareness. I've grown a lot of self awareness over the years to where I gotta, you know, you gotta correct yourself. Like my bad, that was fucked up. I mean, yeah. I don't ever want to hurt yeah. nobody because I've been there before. Yeah, what I've learned is most of us humans do not have a lot of self awareness. Um, the first thing that we jump to in our feelings and emotions is like anger. And like anger, violence, frustration, and all of that. Like that's the first emotion that a lot of folk jump to is just the, they jump out of anger instead of just sitting there and listening to check themselves or just to calmly be like, you know what? I disagree. I don't feel like I was doing that or whatever. And that comes with age because like we, we've all said that around that 28 year old range, that 28 age, that's when you start discovering that. But people, their first reaction is to be angry or violent or to be defensive in all of that mm-hmm. shit. And that's where a lot of that comes from. And that's men and women, obviously. But I will say, just to, I don't like saying devil's advocate because none of us are the devil. You don't need one of them. None of us are the devil. The devil. None of us are the devil. It's, it's the tequila hitting in, y'all. I've been, I've been drinking now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> Lord. But I will say a lot of that were like men, a lot of us come from because that saying a happy wife makes a happy life where we just like, I'll just shut the fuck up and I'll apologize just to apologize and all the shit that happened to me like a couple months ago when this girl I was dating, 
she came to visit. And we had never spent a long period of time. First of all, y'all, um, she probably gonna listen to this. And if she does listen, I don't give a fuck. Um, oh, okay. he, she came to visit me here in um, the great black ass city of Atlanta. Uh, she got here on a Wednesday morning. She got here on a Wednesday morning around 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. On a Wednesday morning, she was here until the following Monday. So that's quite a number of days. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, um, by she got her, what I said, she got her Wednesday. Let's say she got her Wednesday at 10 a.m. I was ready for her to go by Wednesday at 6 p.m. I was exhausted, I was drained. <laughs> She was just so inconsiderate. She was just like angry. And I don't even know where I was going after I started talking about her. I, I, what was the point I was making? What was we talking about? What did I say? Is that the tequila? You talking about people being? Oh, see. What was I talking about now? You invite your girlfriend. You no, know, fuck then... it. First of all, I didn't say girlfriend. Calm down. Hey, 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 hey now. Hey. All right. All right. Chill out. Calm down. Your lady friend. It, it, there you go, my lady friend, my Bible study partner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> invited her. You know, I don't know what he's talking about, but we're going to go to this story now. So she came to visit. She a country girl. I ain't going to say where she from because that might be a little bit too much information, but she a country girl. And they eat Kool-Aid pickles where she from. That's all I'm going to say. Country is shit. <laughs> Look at y'all face. <laughs> I think I know where she <laughs> She came to visit. And as soon as she gets off the airplane, and y'all know, like, anyone, are y'all familiar with Atlanta and the Atlanta airport? Like, you can't, airport. you can't just park and be like, hey, I can't wait to see you. Like, you pull up next to the curb, like, hurry up, put your bags in, we got to keep it moving. All that shit. So I'm talking to her, and I'm just like, hey, I'm kind of on the opposite side. You got to walk, uh, walk to the other side and, like, just walk across the walkway or whatever. So I, I don't think you can do that. I'm like, yes, like you can. What are you talking about? You can walk. There's a walkway for you to walk across the street to come on this side. No, nah, you can't do it. And you, you know me. I'm just like, girl, if you don't bring your ass over here, nothing serious. I'm just like, bring your ass over here. She gets over. And so I pull up. I get outside. I get in her bags, put them in the car. And she's not talking to nothing. I'm like, how's your, how was your flight? Blah, blah, blah. She ain't talking. I'm like, Bitch, we 13 seconds into this shit. You already angry? Like, what the fuck? So she get she ain't said a word. She, I'm just like, how was your flight? Fine. I'm like, okay. Oh, Lord. So I'm like, shit. We 13 seconds into this shit. Should I just pull a circle around the airport and drop you right back off and be like, hey, how fun going back to the country? I don't know. So she gets in the car and I'm driving, like, leaving out the airport. She ain't said a word yet. And I'm trying to create small talk or whatever. And then I'm like, finally, I'm go, do you have an attitude? Like, are you good? Yeah, I got an attitude. I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? You've been here for 12 seconds. Why do you have an attitude? What's wrong with you? And she goes, <laughs> she goes, you don't know this, but I got trauma from my childhood. And you told me to just cross the street. When I was a kid, I saw my sister get hit by a car. I'm like, bitch. You're 33. You haven't moved on. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you? I'm like, my gosh. I said, so you think, and then she's like, and you're being insensitive about my sister getting hit by a car. 
I didn't know your sister got hit by a car when you was fucking four years old. And that was 30 years ago. Like, that's not part of me to help you get through that trauma. Because trauma trauma is one of those Twitter words that everybody can't wait to use these days. And I'm just along with toxic. And toxic intersectionality, (laughs) all these fucking words and shit. And she's like, you don't know, I got trauma from seeing my sister get hit by a car. I'm just like, you know what? I'm sorry. My apologies. I didn't know that that happened. I'm sorry. Can we just get through it and move on? And then we're talking whatever. And she's like, and you're going to tell me just to get over it. I did not say get over it. I just said, can we get through it? Because I didn't, I was not trying to be insensitive. And that's what I was saying before. I'm just apologizing for shit. Well, I know I didn't do anything, but I'm just apologizing because I don't want to hear her mouth because women don't forget shit. Y'all don't forget anything. You're right. Some, some of y'all, you right. Some of y'all might forgive shit, but a lot of y'all will not forgive and won't forget anything and will just keep bringing it up. And it's like, like as a man who has had a lot of women in his life, where even when I feel like I didn't do anything wrong, because I'm a guy that will check myself and tell myself if I'm wrong, like I have a lot of self-awareness. But I can apologize, but you still did this. Bitch, I'm apologizing. What else do you want me to do? I won't change behavior. Bitch, it was five minutes ago. Like, how am I going to show you change behavior within 32 seconds? Like, what do you want to happen? Not realistic. and First that's of all, what are we really? <laughs> I mean, let's be like that's the thing. Like, along with what she said, the for accountability, for accountability, like conflict, wanting conflict resolution has to be like hand in hand with that. Yeah, because if being accountable is one thing, and then mm-hmm. spilling your apology to somebody is another thing. But that person and how they receive apologies is also very important too. Because if you're gonna if you gonna accept the apology, you gotta accept it. And that's one thing I, I feel like I've learned that within my marriage. And because at this point oh, we have well, like I'm sorry to interrupt, but you probably learned a lot in marriage. Oh yeah, so. I've learned many, many <laughs> lessons, obviously, but that's a big one because don't nobody wanna keep on going tit for tat for fucking problems of relationships pass like and y'all live and together that would be that. exhausting that right. would be exhausting it's easy to do that though it's yeah. easy to fall back and i remember the one time yeah what bitch i remember the, well obviously i'm saying bitch but i remember the <laughs> one time you did that too and i was like man shit we both fucked up and i was like okay well shit <laughs> you know like let's, let's move on then shit eventually that's what it gets to because it's like why are we even you know why are we even bringing this up yeah and you have to accept it and let that shit go yeah that's why, so would that be like a big difference from just being boyfriend, girlfriend to actual marriage where you're like, somebody could be like, well, you did this, well, you do that. And normally in the boyfriend, girlfriend shit, you're going tit for tat. But when you're married, you're like, all right, nigga, we got to get past this at some point. So the fuck, like, what the fuck you want to do? Well, I do, I think, first of all, like, marriage is not necessarily that evolution of uh like maturing like you, you could get married <laughs> okay. at uh like at any age or whatever 
and but that, that doesn't just title, mature that's you. a difference. Yeah, okay. so it's a, it's a maturity thing within both. So that can exist within a marriage, just like it can exist throughout a relationship. Where your okay. hope is, is that y'all work through. And that's the thing I was talking about earlier. It's like, you have to realize, especially going within a marriage, that there's going to be some, some life changes y'all go through. There's going to be some traumas that y'all endure together or individually. And y'all got to learn how to maneuver through that because it's not always going to be the prettiest outcome. It's not going to be no full house music that comes through every time y'all have a breakthrough moment with each other. And sometimes it's not a breakthrough. Sometimes a breakthrough takes a long time to get to. So, and that's just, again, being real. Yeah. Like I expect the next 10 years of my marriage, we find out more things about each other and learn way more about each other because we are our own two individual people who like different things will grow to do different things and have Something different totally interests different places. Where's so yeah. where's he from? Where's he from? He's from Texas. Texas. So yeah. what's like some of the biggest the biggest surprises or just like big differences you've seen between the two of y'all based on where you're from? Um he was a military brat. Yeah. So and he had both of his parents. So he he uh, a lot of our conversations about you know parenting sometimes differ because I grew up with just Robin like my dad was around but he was in that yeah, jail right, like he doesn't right, know right. that life like he doesn't know Louisville he doesn't know West Louisville yeah. he knows traveling West from, the he best was, in West <laughs> he knows, the best in yeah like he knows uh, Marine Corps base Hawaii Marine Corps base Lejeune but then he he experienced um, Louisiana Slidell so Oh, you Lord. know, that rivals or goes above and beyond West Louisville. But, you know, he's had very different experiences than what I've had. So it's just, that's the biggest thing is we've, we've had very different upbringings um, that we always find a common ground on because we Black kids growing up in general. So yeah. we always have common ground in that in Black experience. But we had two different upbringing so we always have to constantly like explore like how we want to do things with our own children yeah yeah but would that be with because my next question was going to be what's the biggest complication would that be the biggest complication just navigating that that you're from two very different backgrounds and then raising kids compared to that or we always figure it out because we always gonna be like, okay, I like things this way. I like things that way. Okay, we can compromise on that because it's it's us parenting our children at the end of the day. Like, we don't really have to compromise who we are and what we like or, you know, our dislikes or whatever individually. But when it comes to our kids, we do compromise a lot on how we view things. Um, the biggest thing, I think the biggest hurdle we probably had was at a point like where I was like, oh God, I'm ready to get out the Marine Corps. <laughs> like that. that was like probably the biggest thing and so we had to have like a big discussion about that yeah yeah because that was going to so, be a life change oh okay I guess that's true that's a big life yeah life I, like at that point when I started talking about possibly getting out I had already over 10 years in service and so he was like dog like I want you to be happy but I also want you to like realize what's going on here and so it just took a lot of like pros and cons listing and trying to figure it out and we worked it through so yeah that's what's up 
so would it was it ever be a problem that because you're the type of girl that has like some some male relationships and friendships or whatever is that ever a problem with him or whatever like me and you are hella close i mean we ain't seen each other in fucking years because you're a horrible friend but um <laughs> but <laughs> what well, damn she was rocking with you till you said that. Well, well <laughs> right. I fucked with him until that. We were supposed to visit and hang, and then she goes and gets pregnant and shit and has kids because Lakeitha got to be pregnant all the time, married no and pregnant. No more, no like, more, no more of that. Hey, look, you think you, you two kids away from a starting five? Come on now. She she is the, the deed is done, baby. Nah, the deed is done. All right. When a year um, from the, a year from now, when you be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> First off, I said, I said to myself, I was like, if I have kids, I'm done by 30. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Cause it's it's hard getting Man, back. How does your youngest you... again? How's your youngest? She's three. Okay, that that that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> that's about right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did was there ever an issue with like you having male friendships relationships and shit no because you know why because i'm in the marine corps and oh, okay. it's, yeah, that's it's right. such a male dominated service that it's just like i'm regardless of how you feel even if you did feel away they're gonna be I a gotta worker I, I sometimes i'll be in a shop and it's all males and i'm the only female so it's just like Lakeitha also has a very masculine personality. So you have a very dominant masculine. I say that with so much love. I hope no one takes that as take it with a a compliment. So both of you niggas here have some very masculine energy about (laughs) y'all. And I hope no one takes that as disrespect. Y'all just have some very, for lack of a better word, masculine energy. I, I just see that as not being intimidated by, you know, engaging in conversation with y'all. That's that it. Energy? Is that what that is? Sure. I'll, yeah, I'll give that because, yeah, not not a lot of women give the same type of conversation that the two of you give for conversation, though. There's not a lot of women that do that, though, to be honest. There's not a, there, to be honest, and I hope I don't sound so old fashioned or whatever. But our misogynist in there, but there's not a lot of women that give the conversation for hip hop music or even basketball or just anything. There's just not a lot of women that do that. And that's from a man who has a lot of females in his life, though. So there's not a lot of women that do that, though. So that is that is somewhat different, though. So I don't know, man. It's just not a lot of women. I don't know a lot. Okay, from my life, I don't know a lot of women who do that. I'll just say that. I don't know a lot of women in my experiences. There might be a lot of women that do that, but not in my life. And maybe I just haven't met these hoes. I mean, these women. <laughs> I said hoes on purpose. I'm just playing y'all. I was trying to be fine. I don't know no hoes, y'all. I mean, I live in Atlanta, so I know a lot of them, but I don't know no hoes. No. I was about to say that now. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Shout out! Shout out to all the hoes that be bringing me chicken wings from the strip club. I appreciate oh, so lovely. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> y'all. Oh, uh, all right. We about to wrap this up because we've been on here talking for a minute. 
Yeah, I gotta put my kids to bed. Yeah, I gotta put my kids to bed too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up, Kobe. God damn. Hey. Yeah, little kids back here just yelling and shit. Hey, what I said? Put your socks on. Put your, put your socks on, motherfucker. Yeah, these kids is these kids is bad as hell. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you better keep living that life that you're living over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living no, vicariously uh, through you. No, look, look, look. I'm gonna fall in love this year and find me a nice relationship. I'm gonna get out these streets. I'm tired of these women treating me like a piece of meat. I'm tired of this shit. Right, damn it. I'm more than just some laughs and dick. That's I'm right. More, yes. That's Tell them. Right. Tell them, tell these motherfuckers. That's the end, damn it. You know, I already did a GoFundMe for you for my <laughs> Marine sisters. <laughs> I was hoping some some someone was gonna bite. I did uh, my they, best. They was pretending like they was gonna bite, and then they acting all silly. Do another GoFundMe for me, cause y'all y'all got some nice hoes out. I mean, some nice women out in these uh ladies. <laughs> they get they come with benefits too. Oh shit. <laughs> Might hey. get you some Tricare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let them know I got a nice career. I got no kids. Look in Atlanta. In Atlanta, I'm a unicorn, baby. I ain't got no kids. I ain't. You gay. straight? I ain't no rapper. Like if if a nigga if a black man is in his thirties with no kids, he's not gay. No, he's not. He's got a career. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He pays, his, he pays his bills on time. He got a career. He don't live with his mama. He's not trying to be a rapper. Women be like, what? Like, so you really don't have no kids? Like, what you talking about? And or they they be like, you not gay? They really, like, they, <laughs> women, they be shocked. Like, I'll be at a friend's game night or something, and we just be talking. And I'm just sitting, they looking at me like, so, you ain't got no kids? Ah, I don't know. I, I don't have no kids. You you won't mess, you don't mess with me. You not you not gay or anything. I'm like, no. What oh the? my god. And they really, bro. These women. Be the women of Atlanta are so traumatized. They sure are. <laughs> and you know what? That's why when I'm out in these streets, it works for me, baby. <laughs> it, it works for me. So uh, tell your little Marine hoes, I mean, your Marine friends, <laughs> to your Marine friends, I said, oh, man, like, I be out here, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no kids. Okay. None, none of them white women, though. Oh, none of them. I don't want no back. I mean, depends on what the white woman look like, though, when she got the uh, I wouldn't if give she, you no white hey, if she If she looks like Topanga from Boy Meets World, I knew that was your standard right there. You you already fucking know. You already know. Like if she's Topanga. She was bad I, though. Oh hey, Topanga was fucking fire as hell. She was thick. She was so like, she was considerate. She had a great personality. She was sweet. So you can bring you can bring Topanga. I'll take Topanga over Lisa from Say by the Bell. I'll say that. Lisa was an respect. Lisa was too bougie for me. I'll, Topanga was down to earth. Topanga, or even Kelly Kapowski. I'll take that. Now, Kelly Kapowski was a little too soft and sensitive. Thank you. Yeah. She, I don't want, but if you got a Topanga in your life, tell I said with or um or um Kyla Pratt. I'll take that. 
That's my husband's crush. This can get long. That's every black man's crush. Yeah, I, I was in love with Kyla Pratt, bro. Bring me. Like Kyla you Pratt. crush on her throughout the years because she's growing up with you too. So yeah, literally, because I'm when she she was on Insecure a season or two ago. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, damn, last I'm season was that last? It felt like four years ago. Yeah, because was it was four years ago when we last got Insecure. Yeah. Ain't that, that's one more season coming up, right? Yep, in October. It's the last season? Yeah. One minute. All right. Before we finish this, I'm sorry, y'all. We almost finished. What happened last on Insecure? I can't even remember. Too much. You got to go watch. Lawrence got... Uh, uh, Was that when Lawrence... Uh, Lawrence got, got, he got condolences pregnant. pregnant. That, that feels like seven years ago. That was the last thing that happened? But we didn't get it last year because of the pandemic. So yeah. Oh shit. Okay, I remember that. Okay, so that was when him and Issa thinking they might get back together, but then he gets uh, Condoleezza Rice pregnant. Whatever. He gets Condoleezza. Yeah, he gets my condolences. Preston Curl pregnant or whatever. Whatever her name is. That was the last thing that happened. Molly and Issa fought that season. Yeah, they, uh, and they oh, up, yeah. the end of the episode they, I was talking. I think they met up and talked. I said that yeah, yeah, they they bought they brought that back together towards the end of the season though. Yeah, Molly. Yeah. Molly. Yeah. And what's her name was like she was yeah, like a panic attack. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah, she got a hotel, they was looking for her, she was missing. Amanda Seals, right? Yeah, she which she was in My Brother and Me back in the day on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Amanda Diva. No, uh, Amanda Diva. So shout out to Amanda oh Diva. She, she, she was also on a song with Q-Tip back in the day. So shout out to hip-hop and all that good shit. But yeah, whatever. All right. Let's end this podcast. <laughs> Keith got the baby. Oh, Keith got like 17 kids over there, bro. Like <laughs> Keith got a lot of kids, yo. <laughs> She got a lot of kids, bro. Take it off mute. We trying to hear you and the kids, nigga. <laughs> Say hi, true. Oh. Hey, cutie pie. <laughs> she was knocking at the door like the whole time. I felt bad. I was oh, was she really? Yeah. Hey, cutie pie. What's your name? He said, "What's your name?" I got my headphone in. What's your name? <laughs> you know, you've been difficult. That's my friend Will. <laughs> can you say Thuglina? <laughs> can, can you say Thuglina? <laughs> can you say Thuglina? <laughs> I'm Erica. Uh, yeah. All right, we're gonna do. All right, so we're gonna do a um, TV theme song one next time. Yeah, let's do it. Let me set it up because you know how my life is. Yeah, I already know. I know how you is. Like, <laughs> yes. She's stressful. Yeah, these people, she got seven <laughs> kids over there, so. I'm here. I'm still standing strong. <laughs> All right. All right, Antoine Fisher. Okay. <laughs> All right, Antoine Fisher. But um, yeah, shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for coming on for another hour or two or three oh, of the chicken and liquor hour. Um, look at the little cutie pie down there just cheesing. It's about it's almost your bedtime, girl. It's almost her bedtime. <laughs> um, but I love y'all and I appreciate y'all for doing this. Um, Thugalina is moving on to the next round. Uh, mm-hmm. 
This nigga ain't though. She ain't, but we we gonna <laughs> listen to her. But uh, you ain't gotta put it on mute, nigga. Take it off mute. <laughs> Take it off mute. Take it off mute. We too late now, nigga. Shit. Um, I mean, I didn't cuss. I don't want her to hear me cuss. Um, but yeah, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all for joining me for another episode of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. We're gonna do this again. We're gonna do the TV theme songs or whatnot. But Thugalina's moving on to the next round. We're gonna figure that out soon. Um, but shout out to y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all out here living y'all blessed life and not letting niggas bring you down. Drink your water, wear your lotions and face lines. Do your thing. And eat your mm-hmm. vegetables, my nigga. Y'all be blessed. I love y'all. Do y'all have anything special y'all want to say before we get out of here? Nope. I, I just want to say it was a pleasure. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, keep it. Hold on. Wow. She said, wait a minute. She said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I said, y'all got any special you want to say? Nope. I'm out. No, I've been on her for a long time, though. Yeah. <laughs> so she said no. Go ahead. What you saying, Keith? I'm sorry. No, I just want to say it was good meeting you. Yeah, it was nice it was to great meet. conversation. That's always. Thank you. Thank you, Will, for uh, reaching out. You are no shout out to the hip hop. We are here. Hip hop. Hip hop. <laughs> All right, niggas, man. Y'all be blessed. Y'all have a good night. Y'all be safe. And till again. Have a blessed night. Chicken and liquor hour. Thank y'all. Be safe. Bye.